Welcome back to another banger episode of Bad Movie Sunday. Another bop. I'm Ashley. I'm Amy. And today we're back with a special guest that you may remember from one of the episodes. The B-movie. The B-movie episode. Beatrice. Hello. I don't know why I waved my hands. No one can see me. (laughs) It's okay. Ashley was fixing her hair before we started. Hi. It's me. Do I just say stuff about myself? I don't... I mean, you can if you want to. Anything you want. Um, I'm a student and I study film. So I freaking love this podcast because I love watching bad movies and analyzing them. (laughs) This is is straight up my alley. I love being here. Maybe we'll get some good film insights. I mean, I know, Amy, you're like... No, no, no. Don't worry about me here. (laughs) This is all fine. (laughs) We'll get some extra film insights onto... Nice film. save. <laughs> nice. Reel it in. Yeah. Really nice good. Nice save. <laughs> Thank you. You're also, I think, the only guest that actually listens to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Oh, wow. No, so, I love I love this podcast. It's great. This is extra special. I've, I've been telling my other friends about it. I'm really? Like, yeah. I'm like, yeah, I tell my other friends, I'm like, hey, there's this podcast that's pretty cool. You guys should listen to it. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah. Yeah. No, my mom listens to this podcast too. Oh I'm my god. Oh no. <laughs> Mine too. I think she likes Ashley better than me. <laughs> so if you're new here, we're Bad Movie Sunday. We talk about bad movies. We watch them so you don't have to. We roast them. We toast them. We have a lot of fun. We hope you enjoy this episode. Prom season is upon us. A very special time of year. And that's why today we have an extra special prom-themed movie that Beatrice... Our own Beatrice chose for us. Do you want to let the people know what movie this is? It is called F the Prom, directed by what? The Fine Brothers? The Fine the Brothers. Okay, here's the movie. was not fine. <laughs> oh my god. What do they do? Because that sounds so familiar. Who are they? They do the, um, the kids react or the adults react. You know the oh, stuff on YouTube? The, the, like, yeah. yeah. Okay. Do you remember, I think, like a while back, they tried to coin the react... Yeah, that didn't happen. That, that, that's <laughs> copyrighted. So anytime anyone says the word react, they would get it. That was ridiculous. Yeah. What? Like, <laughs> this is an actual English word that people use. What do you, what do you, what? Yeah. But here's the thing. Like, they know teens. They know kids. Do Why? They? <laughs> you <laughs> like, think they do because their whole channel is based around teens teen. and kids reacting. Yeah. Well. So why is this so bad? <laughs> Like, <laughs> you could have asked the teens for their input when you were writing this movie. I think I noticed when I was watching the movie, too, they had some of the teens that they had, like, throughout like throughout the years, the, the people who are, like, regular, what, reactors, uh-huh. were extras in the movie. Really? I noticed yeah. that they were students. Yeah. I noticed, oh, I noticed some of the people. I was like, oh, I recognize that person. They're from the show. And another thing that I wanted to point out is that... Okay, so their teen dialogue is a little iffy. But why can they not write adults either? They are literally adults. (laughs) They wrote the adults worse than the kids. Like, the kids were pretty bad. But the adults were, like, I would say comedically, like, trying to be comedically bad. But it just came off as bad, bad. Yeah. You know, like, they were just badly written. (laughs) There was not one adult in this movie that I actually... Believed. And also, <laughs> Lily Singh, Superwoman, oh was in it. Oh, God. And her role was so weird because she's a young actress, 
But they made her act like she was 70 years old. <laughs> like, they dressed her like she was a 70-year-old who was stuck in the 80s. And, like, or, like she didn't know how to use a phone or something. Yeah. But, like, you can see she's 20-something years old, right? Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We have a lot of notes here to cover. We have a lot of tea <laughs> to spill today. Mm-hmm. Also, before we get into everything, the movie is called F the Prom, right? Mm-hmm. Not Fuck the Prom. It's called F the Prom. Well, some sites are F the prom, and some are fuck the prom, but the UCK are startup. Startup. Yeah. See, I before I watched this movie, I thought it was going to be a bit more, like, Nickelodeon, you know? Where, like, they try to swear, but they can't actually swear, you know? Mm. But there was a lot of swearing in this movie that yeah. didn't even swear in the title. <laughs> kind of strange. That's fine. Yeah. I feel like when I was reading reviews for it, a lot of parents were in the reviews saying... Oh, I thought this was going to be, like, a little bit more wholesome of, like, uh, a movie. Or I walked in on my kid watching this and they dropped F-bombs all over the place. And yeah. it was like, well, there, there technically is a swear in the title. They just didn't. Yeah, why It is just people, misleading. Yeah, I think it was wholesome in the first place. It was literally <laughs> called F the Prom. What did you think the F stood for? Friends? Friends the Prom. <laughs> Fine Brothers. Fine Brothers the Prom. Fine the Prom. I was, I, uh, the Fine, this is their quote-unquote debut film. They have not done a film since, though. Have no they one done so. anything on their channel other than the React series? I think they have done, like, little YouTube shorts, like, little comments. Are they good? Have you seen? I haven't seen any. I've never seen any of them. I don't imagine that they would be good (laughs) after watching this movie. I mean, maybe. Benefit of the doubt. Here's the thing, though, is, like, I was reading a little bit on the Fine Brothers just to do, like, a little, little background research before we started here. And apparently the reason they got into YouTube in the first place was because they wanted to be directors and they wanted to be filmmakers. So they wanted to make a movie. That was their whole goal. Just any movie? Like not even a good movie? (laughs) That's the thing. It's like they wanted to make a movie. They didn't quite have a story to tell. They were like, we want to make a movie. So then, you know, they made a couple short films, went to a couple uh, festivals or whatever, and eventually ended up on YouTube because that's like a video sharing platform. And then they make React stuff now, I guess. But that's such a terrible motivation to make a movie. It's just because you want to make a movie. Like, you should have a good story to tell. And it's very obvious that they don't. And they just kind of cobbled something together that they thought would pander to people, but really didn't. It kind of didn't work out that way. And I I have a couple points to go over later about that, too. Mm -hmm. But... You can really tell that they're not very invested in the story that they're telling. I think they were more invested in the message they wanted to tell rather than the story they wanted to tell. Which was what, really? I have a quote from Benny Fine about the movie. You can tell me me what you think about this this little quote. Okay, let's hear it. He's talking about the movie and, like, why he made it and everything. He says, This movie is kind of like my take on a high school comedy. I kind of call it, like, Can't Hardly Wait meets Mean Girls meets The Breakfast Club. Which to me just sounds like you're just naming all the teen movies, you know. <laughs> and I say it's the essence of my own take on popularity and how messed up it really is that high school and the idea of that can be so great for some people and so not great for so many others. And then they have this thing called prom that completely puts on display how these people are popular and these people aren't. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> the movie is very funny but also tugs at your heart the way I don't think a lot of comedies do. End quote. 
So a lot of things to unpack there. First of all, he really thinks it's funny. <laughs> the way that not a lot of uh, comedies uh, can pack a punch either. The second thing is he also thinks that it tugs at your heartstrings, <laughs> which I, that that is the only part of this whole thing that I find funny, personally. <laughs> I was, I mean, yeah, hearing that quote is very, like, I understand, like, I can see what kind of message he's coming from, and I was like, if it was executed in any other way, that would have been really sweet. Like, it would have been really, like, oh, I understand, like, the message that you're trying to say, like, prom is a very stupid, like, popularity contest sometimes, and it's just high school can suck. And you shouldn't base your value on exactly. whether you're popular or not. And, whether, and what other people think of you, because ultimately that doesn't really matter. But I just think the way the script was written and the way it was directed and executed... I feel like that message would have been nice if it was at the very forefront. And I guess, like, when you say that, you're like, oh, I can kind of see where that movie would get that from. But I just feel like it takes a backseat to all of the stupid dialogue and all the stupid stuff that happens in the film. Oh, yeah. Right. For sure. And I was like, I can't tell if this is supposed to be satirical or not. Because I feel like if they had expanded that, like, the satire a bit more, if that's what they were going for, it would have been great. Because satire is like, oh, we know that this is bad, but we're just trying to send a message this way. But it just seemed like it was genuinely bad, and they didn't know. Yeah, and, it, and you can have things be over the top and be funny. The Cornetta trilogy is one of my favorite I movies love. of all time. It's so good, and it's so over the top, but it's so good, and it's so funny. But for this, I find that like they try to have it both ways. Where they try to have the super over-the-top, you know, stereotypical humor or whatever with the principle. We'll get into all this stuff in the breakdown. But a lot of the humor or the quote-unquote humor was super over-the-top in the way they tried to execute it. But then they also tried to have these super dramatic, again, quote-unquote dramatic <laughs> moments that tugged at your heartstrings, I guess. But, like, didn't really. Because <laughs> they were so out of place next to that. Yeah. Super over-the-top humor. And another, you mentioned the Coronado trilogy, but another movie a little closer to this one that I know we mention a lot on this podcast, but I, I still want to bring up, is uh, not another teen movie, satirizes, is that the word? <laughs> it is now. It parodies all of the movies that he mentioned, like Breakfast Club, all of John Hughes' movies, Can't Hardly Wait, whatever. But it consistently has that over-the-top thing. So you know that it's a satire, like, through and through. And it doesn't try to be anything else. Whereas this one does, and it doesn't work out. Because it, it's kind of, you're like, okay, what should I be feeling now? Is this, should I laugh? Like, is this, like, supposed to be a very important moment? I'm not really sure. I recommend that one. That one doesn't have good reviews. <laughs> but, but we like it. And it does have Chris Evans. Yeah. So. <laughs> I love Chris Evans. Love that. <laughs> what do you need to say? So here, the Fine Brothers, I find another thing that really didn't work, and maybe is part of the reason why it didn't work, was because it's a teen movie, right? Mm -hmm. So they're trying to appeal to kids, and they're trying to send this message of promise dumb, I guess, to teens, right? Um, they're both like 40 or 50, guys. <laughs> um, and also, the whole movie is about school and prom. Yeah. Fun fucking fact, <laughs> Benny Fine was homeschooled. He didn't even go to high school. Were they both? I don't, I yeah, don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm Googling it right now. I'm like underneath Wikipedia for Fine Brothers Entertainment. Ooh, Beatrice looks like she has some news. It says Benny started college at 15. What? What? Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I think it... 
I don't think it explicitly says they were homeschooled. I, I trust... I, I watched an, a couple yeah. interviews with them on, like, behind uh, the scenes. Yeah, I trust Ashley's information. So I don't know about Rafi, but um, it says on Wikipedia... Is he the older one? The He's one the older one, one, yeah. Rafi? Benny's older. Oh, oh Benny's okay. older. Um, okay, so it says Benny started college at age 15 while Rafi attended Dickinson College for two years before transferring to Hunter College where he got a degree in film studies. So they went to college, but they didn't go to high school? <laughs> what? Oh. They went to college at 15? Are you telling me that Benny fucking Fine and Tony Stark went to college <laughs> when they were both 15, and one went on to invent a new element in his basement, and one directed this movie? Yikes! Uh, what? <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> that's, that's fine. Um, that's very interesting. I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why this felt so fake and everything that happened seemed so over the top because it was all stereotypical stuff that would happen in 90s, mm-hmm. you know, teen movies. Uh-huh. And I'm assuming that's where he got it from because he didn't yeah. go to high school. He doesn't know. He never went to prom. He doesn't know yeah. what prom is like. He doesn't have a high school experience. Yeah. I think because, this up. yeah, I think because he's living through all of his typical high school experiences through like movies and like things that are purposely played like over the top and he doesn't know that high school can just be really normal like yeah (laughs) yeah and i think if they wanted to do a high school movie i think they should have i don't know math let's pretend they grew up in the 80s right they would know what the 80s is like and i bet they would have friends who went to a normal high school so if they set this movie in the 80s, there might be some truth that they could bring to it and some, like, elements of reality. But since they set it in modern day and they're, like, 40 fucking years old now and they obviously don't talk to the teens and kids on that they have on their channel, it seems super inauthentic. Especially, like, the way that the teens interact with each other. It's yeah. weird. Having Very these, unnatural. Yeah, yeah. These 40-year-old guys write a script <laughs> yes. for... Teenagers? And I wrote down some very memorable quotes oh, that I will be bringing up a little later. <laughs> but it just seems, it's so out of place because it's not anything that any normal person would say. It's mm-hmm. so based around stereotypes that it just doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing about John Hughes movies that I appreciate in a way is that John Hughes, there's a big thing about how he wrote the script to The Breakfast Club in like two days. Because he left a lot of room for improvisation for the actors, especially at the end when they're all giving their reasons for why they're there. That, that's all improvised. Yeah. So he let them speak for themselves and they mm-hmm. have their own experiences as teens in the 80s and they know what it's like. And John Hughes knows that and that's why he did that. But the Fine Brothers did not have mm-hmm. that. It just, it just felt like their whole cast and all of their actors were kind of just like puppets. Or, like, kind of just, like, instruments for them. Okay, you need to say this line, and this is how you're going to deliver yeah. it. That's what it felt like to me. But, like, I feel like as a filmmaker, you definitely... Like, I've personally learned that, like, you really need to be able to trust your actors and use their experiences as well. Because, like, actors, they're smart people. Like, you you can trust them to bring, like, a more lifelike kind of take on your written character. Mm-hmm. And it's like, they kind of just... your Your actors really make or break your movie. And the actors that you get for your movie, like, if you want an actor that's going to improvise things, then, you know, there are specific actors that do that and don't do that. Or or Robert Downey Jr. Robert (laughs) Downey Jr., man. The king of improv. I love that. Um, 
he was a, a regular on SNL for one season, which is like my mm-hmm. favorite fact about him. Um, and uh, he also got voted the worst. <laughs> voted the worst out of 165 oh, wow. cast members. Really funny. I didn't know that. <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, you have to like know your actors and know what their skill set is. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, and when you kind of confine them, as Beatrice was saying, to your script and your ideas and your vision, and you don't let that expand in the process of making your film then it really fucking shows when people see your movie. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, this is a perfect example of that. Like, a lot of people watch a bad movie and they're like, oh, the actors are bad. But sometimes you can just tell maybe it's the directing that wasn't the best because I think, personally, for this movie, the actors, I think the actors were fine. I think they have a lot of potential and they have a lot of... Like, I'm not saying that they were bad. I mean, the film wasn't great. (laughs) But I think they're acting when they were acting in it. You could just kind of tell that they were doing what they were instructed to do and not really having fun with it exactly bringing their own skills like even in even in some points of the film i could tell that they were trying very hard not to like kind of cringe at their own dialogue like that's what i thought i had like secondhand embarrassment i i can't imagine like receiving the script and like if i was an actor i would just be reading this and i I would just feel uncomfortable if i Mm. if i didn't get to i don't know because when you were if you if you like watch the movie and if you listen to the dialogue, you can just tell it's really unnatural and yeah. really like no one talks like this. But it's you could just kind of tell that they had to do what they were told and they couldn't really, I don't know. So I think this was just a case of they're fine actors, but they're they're fine they're, actors. <laughs> they are fine actors. Um, yeah, I think I think they were at the very least decently good. But it's it's just the direction that was probably not the yeah. best. And the writing, the script was. Oh, I think no. the script. Did was... they write and direct it? Yeah. Yes. Ah. The main I think, guy. I think Benny wrote it. Oh, just him, and they both directed it. Or um, I'm not sure. I think, let me, let me I think Benny is credited as the director, and the, ah. both brothers are credited as writers. Okay. I think honestly, I felt the main guy. The um, main guy was. One of the guys from the kissing booth, Yeah, Yeah, he was the younger brother, I think. I didn't catch his name until, like, halfway through the movie, so in uh, about half my notes, he's just written down as kissing booth. (laughs) (laughs) But I thought he honestly did a pretty good job for the lines he was given, Mm -hmm. because the lines that he got were very awkward at times, and it was, I feel like it'd be hard for anyone to pull off realistically to say what you're supposed to say it was on par with the kissing booth the dialogue it was very and the sad thing is like they're they're just kids right they're just starting their career they don't have the privilege of being able to pick and choose what jobs that they get they're just getting any they're just doing any jobs that they can Mm -hmm. so it's not their fault the actor's fault yeah Um, it's a bad movie (laughs) they did decently with what they were given i think i recognized um, the main girl of this film, I think she was in a Disney ma- movie the, a few years back. Really? Like she was she was with Sterling Knight or something. Oh my god! It was, it was the one. I think it was the. I can't remember what the movie is called. It was where Sterling Knight played. Is like Sterling this... Knight the guy from Sunny with a Chance? Yes. Okay. Yeah, he's from Sunny with a Chance. Um, and Seventeen again. I've totally. He was oh my god. Seventeen again. He was the younger brother. Yeah. Oh my god. He was Zac Efron's son. Oh my god. Yeah. Shit. Really? Gotta watch that again. <laughs> 
Yeah, no, I just remember she was in that movie with Sterling Knight where Sterling Knight played that really, like, cocky celebrity. And she was, like, that typical girl next door. Oh, my God, Starstruck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was that a Disney movie? Yeah, I think it was a Disney original, and it was, like, the direct-to-TV That's basically Chad Dylan Cooper as a Honestly, yeah, I was like, wow, he's he's being typecast already. Yeah. (laughs) This Kissing Booth guy, too, also typecast in very bad. I had to to look him up on IMDb and make sure that he actually was the Kissing Booth guy, because we talked about this on the Kissing Booth episode. But there's like three guys that I keep mixing up between each other. The only I... difference is their height. Because one of the guys is super fucking tall. Or maybe mm-hmm. just because Joey King was so <laughs> was so short next to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is him. <laughs> it is also, him. Also I feel like I feel like, yeah, these these actors are just being tightcast, or I mean not being able to pick and choose, like you said. Yeah. Um, but I think um what was the other Madeline Petch from Riverdale. The, oh yeah. The is she red- the redhead? Okay, yeah. yeah. I feel like she she's always playing like the mean cheerleader, like the HBIC, as they always put it in Riverdale. <laughs> yeah. What does that mean? I don't want it. It's like it's like head bitch in charge. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel like to get through this movie, we got a little segue here. You may need a drink. Oh, you definitely need a drink. So for our drink today, we have rum punch. Because, you know, when you think of prom, you think of punch, you think of spiked punch. This punch obviously is very spiked. So, (laughs) sorry, I'm looking over the recipe here, and I'm looking at the ingredients, and it says rum. And then right next to it, it says Mikey bottle. Not sure what that means. So you need rum in a Mikey bottle. (laughs) You need ginger ale in a large bottle. (laughs) You need fruit punch, orange juice, and ice. Very simple instructions. You just mix all ingredients in a punch bowl and serve. Wait, why do you need those special glasses if you're just going to put them in a punch bowl? I don't know. And what is a Mikey bottle? <laughs> I, just tried, I just tried Googling it. How oh, do you spell Mikey? Oh, Mikey's are those little things that come with big oh, bottles, right? Like if what? you buy like a big bottle of alcohol. That's you what have, it's like, called? Yeah. Or a Mickey. It's a Mickey. They smell of Mikey. <laughs> no, really oh, that, that a makes Mickey. a lot of sense. I just oh. tried Googling Mikey bottle right now, and it kept correcting it to Mickey bottle. But then I didn't click Mickey bottle because I'm like, Mickey Mouse? What? <laughs> okay, so actually, you know what? Found the amounts. You need a Mickey bottle, I guess. So it's like a little rum. A little amount of rum, a large bottle of ginger ale, 355 milliliters uh, of frozen fruit punch, which I'm assuming you unfreeze at some point, <laughs> and 355 of orange juice. All of that in a bowl, and you're good to go. And to go with that drink, we have a couple points for a little drinking game that you can play to make this movie a little bit more bearable. Uh, you can drink along if you want to watch this movie for some reason, or you can drink along to our podcast. We will try to yell out drink whenever these things happen. Sometimes we forget. Most of the, most of the time we forget. Um, but because it, it's just better to forget this movie. Yeah, and you True. can with rum punch. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your first point? My first point is whenever someone is called a pigeon or a pidge. Mine is whenever someone says a texting abbreviation, like G2G oh. or IDK. Oh my god. <laughs> she does that a lot. Yeah. My next one you may only be able to do if you've seen the Fine Brothers YouTube channel, but anytime you see someone from the React cast on screen. I have every time someone takes a selfie. Ooh. Uh, My last one is whenever they call someone by a nickname. 
Alright, well that's... Wow, you guys are gonna get hammered after this movie. Do you have any you wanna add, Beat? I think you guys said everything. I mean, I kinda didn't really... Yeah. I just I just noticed that there were a lot of things that were consistent, like the calling people pitch or taking mm-hmm. selfies. But yeah, I just cringed and moved on. Anytime <laughs> you cringe. Whole movie. Yeah, good thing it's a big bowl. A big bowl of punch. <laughs> big bowl of punch. Just drink it out of the ladle. <laughs> so now we're going to go over the movie in depth, break it down, scene by scene. Beware spoilers, by the way. We will be going over the whole movie. If you really care about spoilers for this movie, I don't suggest it. Yeah. <laughs> There's really not a ton. <laughs> and if you really want to watch it, you should pause now, watch it, and then come back and hear our thoughts. Which will be happening now. Go. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, it starts off at the house of the kissing booth guy. Cole. Cole. I was going to say Chad. It's some, some name. Is his name Chad? I don't remember. It's Cole. Amy's right. Ah. (laughs) And he is best friends with this girl named Maddie, who is, what did you say she was in? Starstruck. Starstruck. The Starstruck girl. And it's their first day of high school, uh, even though Maddie looks like 25, but it's fine. Also, that scene disturbed me because Cole's dad is so inappropriate. Cole's dad, who I'm so sure, I'm looking it up right now. He was the guy from Sharknado. Yes! Yeah. Oh my god. It was bad that I recognized him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was very inappropriate. Mind you, like, not only is he just appropriate, but he's inappropriate towards... It's their first day of high school, so he's being inappropriate towards Maddie. Who's, like, 14 at that point. She's, like, 14. He's talking about, that's, like... That's, like, predatory behavior. Yeah. yeah. It, it made me really uncomfortable, because I was, like... Like, especially now with, like, the Me Too movement and everything like that, like... People are, like, shedding a lot more awareness towards, like, sexual harassment and everything like that. And I understand if you want to, like, have a kind of, like, satire, like, bring attention to it. But it just sounds like they're encouraging it with this character. Or they're just making this character all he is, like, some weird predatory guy. And it just, it just makes me very Or even, like, dismissing it, like, yeah. like a joke, right? Like, it's, oh, like, they're dismissing it, like, oh, it's it's nothing big. Like, it's just, if she feels uncomfortable by him, then that's just how she feels. It just felt like, I understand if some characters are kind of just like that and they kind of are kind of scummy characters, but the fact that there's no consequence for this man, like, it just, like, I know... And they don't address it in... And they don't address it. Like No one reacts. (laughs) No one reacts in, in like, a bad way towards it. Or besides his son, but his son, like, how could he do it? Like, Mm -hmm. there's only so much he can do. But the thing is, it sucks that in reality, a lot of cases are like that, too, where, like, predators kind of just... They, they don't learn from their from their mistakes or like their their consequences or anything, but it's just nothing happens to this guy, and it just kind of like it just concerned me because I was like, what if a teenage boy is watching this movie and he thinks that that kind of behavior is okay? And I just it's like, played off as a joke. It's played off. It's as played off like a joke. Quote funny. And the thing is that like the character of the dad knows that he's an asshole. He knows that these things are wrong because there's a scene later in the movie where he's talking to his son and, and he, he literally says, says, "I'm an asshole." I'm an asshole. <laughs> he knows he's like this. Yeah. And it's kind of like I don't know if this dad is just going through like major like midlife crisis. But it kind seems of behavior. like but he's he, always been that way. Exactly. Because we learn in, in the very first scene that he was prom king, he was the quarterback, he was like the coolest guy in school. And clearly he still hasn't learned his lesson from yeah. being an asshole. And here's the thing, is this came out two years ago. Uh, this came out in 2017, which was at like the height of the Me Too movement, or like when it started getting traction, right? Yeah, for sure. So, I don't know 
how you could know what's going on in the world and still include that in your movie because that would be so easy to cut out entirely like the dad yeah, they didn't even just they, yeah, yeah they really didn't, didn't need them. yeah Sorry, <laughs> the, the actor <laughs> even yeah. mentioned like on the red carpet or whatever like the behind the scenes like he was talking about his lines and he said that he was like pretty uncomfortable with some of the stuff they were trying to get him to say there he was like oh yeah like they gave me the script and i was like really you want you sure you want me to say this did he say that yeah and I feel like, sadly, and I, he's another actor that can't really pick and choose his yeah. roles anymore. And he's been in, like, Sharknado. He's not really going uphill. You know, he was in 90210 and then it kind of... Oh, was he really? Yeah, and then after that, he kind of um, didn't really get into anything big until Sharknado hit and it became a, a meme, <laughs> I guess. Well, at least with the Sharknado films, like, everyone knows they're bad. The cast knows they're bad. Mm-hmm. The, the director obviously plays them off as a joke. I think the fourth movie is called... Like it's, it's the fourth started, awakens. Yeah, it's the fourth awakens. Like they know it's a joke, and at least it's funny and satirical in that way, and you can watch it like knowing it's bad. But um, and that's kind of like what makes this movie like a little worse is it's genuinely trying to be good. It's genuinely trying to spread a message. Of, yeah, but you it can't doesn't spread a message mm-hmm. to kids being like, oh, love yourself, whatever, and then have this predatory character coming in random yeah. scenes. Kids what? are very impressionable too, so they watch that and they think that they can excuse that kind of behavior and it's just yeah it came out like two years ago already has not aged well so the kids get to school and immediately upon walking through the door kissing booth gets pantsed by some random guys um and then we immediately just cut to three and a half years later first of all i wanted to ask you guys have you seen anyone ever in real life get pants no no i have what but only it was the last day elementary school and all the girls were like crying together, like hugging each other, like, oh, we're going off to different middle schools now. All the guys pantsing each other. Wait, yep. just all of them? All of them. <laughs> trying to get each other. <laughs> so it wasn't like a super embarrassing thing. It was like a joke. It was like, haha. Yeah. Like it's a friend type thing. Yeah, because okay, like okay. literally everyone was getting pants. Oh, okay. But past the age of like 10, never seen a person get pants yeah, in, no. in real life. It's also like, this is where you're kind of questioning the validity of how the scenes are portrayed, you know? Let me explain that. Just like when he gets pants, right? Everyone in Stops the vicinity and looks at it and starts laughing and pointing and yeah. whatever. They, and I was like, when I watched that, I was like, wow, everyone at this high school sucks. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, what kind of human being like sees someone else get pants and doesn't feel bad for them? And yeah, and just says, "Who is that person that pants them? That's so rude." Yeah, and it's it's just like you would not want that done to you. So why, like, I, uh, and especially Maddie, his best friend, does not react. She walks away. Yeah, she's like, ooh, that's embarrassing. <laughs> Peace. If this yeah. happened at a real school, you would either, like, turn away because that's mm-hmm. embarrassing for the person or, like, feel really bad for them. You wouldn't let them. Who does that? And it's- then that's how he gets the nickname Tidy for Tidy Whities. And he keeps that nickname for three and a half years. Dude, I don't think anybody cares enough. In real life, no one would care enough to to keep that up. I don't even get nice nicknames (laughs) from my friends that have kept for three and a half years. So he is now a loser, I guess. Everyone calls him Tidy, which, like, I watched a video on the kissing booth, 
And someone, I forget who, but they, they mentioned a really good point, saying that the whole thing about being popular is everyone knows you. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing about being unpopular is nobody knows who you are. But everyone in this school knows who Tidy is because of his nickname. But he's popular in, like, a bad way. Yeah, that's true. Like, they're ridiculing him. And I think every I day. Remember, yeah, I think I do remember at some point in the film as well, we'll spoil it, but, like, when Tidy got popular, like, when he started hanging out with Maddie again, and he got popular, some people were like, oh, who is that? Oh, that's Tidy. They're, they know. They know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Maddie is actually, like, super popular now. She's a cheerleader. She's part of what's Your called... <laughs> also, the M&Ms. Oh, which is, uh, my God. What everyone in the fucking school calls her and this other girl, Marissa, who's the Riverdale off, girl. Like, yeah. Because they both start with an M. And there's this excellent exchange of dialogue between these two extras that, you know, probably never appear in the movie again, uh, where one says, the M&Ms are goddesses. And this is when they're walking down the hall and the M&Ms are, their hair is blowing, whatever. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. And I was like, wow, thank you for that exposition. <laughs> and then some other guy says, the M&Ms are called that because their first names are Maddie and Marissa, which start with M. Oh my god! Like that's an amazing exposition dialogue. and amazing dialogue. I was like, is your is your audience like a kindergarten kid that needs to be taught the alphabet? Who like, says that in the middle of the hallway after three and a half years of being with this girl? I feel like I feel like Mean Girls did that well though, because they just did that like into the camera, which is like really funny. Yeah, and they're just like a rip off. Like it's like a bad version of the plastics. Like yeah, it's what happened. And here's the thing: is Mean Girls did that satirically, and you could tell it was satirical. And they were the first ones to do it. I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. And then uh, we also get introduced to this girl named City, which is like the dumbest name ever. I'm sorry. It stands for Felicity. I think they should have just called her Felicity, which is like a a nice name. It's a nice name. Um, We only find that out in the last like 10 minutes of the movie, though. For the whole first part of the movie, you think her name is like C-I-T-Y, City. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, her name is City Stufts, which Stufts is already very unfortunate. (laughs) You don't have to make it worse by calling yourself City. Uh, and she's, like, Cole's only friend mm-hmm. right now. And this is the scene where everyone's in the classroom. They're, they're just, they gotta introduce this whole school for some reason. Um, so, Superwoman, this is where she appears. Lily Singh. For, like, a couple minutes as the teacher, trying to act like an old woman. Yeah. So we have a double whammy here with Superwoman's Cameo. acting. Very overacted in this scene. But and then, then again, everything is. I mean, everything is, including uh, the principal, who is probably the worst character in the whole oh, movie. Maybe besides God. the dad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, again, super crazy, overacted, like, Effie Trinket on steroids. It was something. <laughs> and the principal, we see her on this morning announcements video. And she says on the announcements video, principal, whatever her name is here, welcoming all you sexy things back from spring break. I'm like, oh man, we already have the dad character who's just super inappropriate. Why do we have to have her as the same person except yeah. at school, the at school version? <laughs> of she him. struck me. She struck me as like Regina George's mom from yeah. Mean Girls meets Effie Trinket meets. But like, her mom was cool. Know. Y'all want a cool think mom? Snacks, <laughs> a condom. But she was like a good mom. <laughs> 
She's such a useless character, too. Like, she shows up in, like, three scenes or whatever. The rest, the other two, I don't even think I wrote down. They didn't I, At one point, she in, she was instructing Maddie to stop hanging out with people. She's like, oh, this is going to ruin your reputation. You're not going to be popular. You're a principal. What do you, you have so many other things to care about. Yeah. Our school had four principals, right? And I, I don't think. Five. Really? Yeah. I don't think any of them even, like, had seen my face. No. Like, they would know nothing about me. <laughs> so I don't know why she's all up in her kids' business. Also, there's a scene later, which I'm going to talk about now because literally the principle doesn't matter and rarely comes up again. But it's when prom is almost happening and she's talking about prom. And she says something about uh, juniors going with seniors. I can't remember the exact line. Oh, Amy, I wrote you have it a down. Face saying you got the exact line. She says, it's only statutory if you get caught. What? what? Yikes! Yeah, that's, that's like just, a super yikes. That just reminds me of the dad character. Like, all around, like, the sexual connotations that this movie is, like, refer- it's, it's so and, inappropriate. And another thing I noticed is that their team name, it's not, like, the lions or, like, the dragons or like an animal or some shit like that or even like the knights or something normal it's Mm -hmm. the legals (laughs) i noticed that too (laughs) they're not even legal yet though (laughs) (laughs) oh i do remember that i guess i blocked that out (laughs) yeah i wish i did (laughs) but yeah there's a lot of these jokes i'm gonna put jokes in quotes here that just do not sit well at all we also get a little bit of background info here. Tidy, Cole, whatever his name yeah. is, Kissing Booth, is kind of hung up on Maddie. They've been friends since they were kids, but we get the idea that he has a little, little bit of a crush on her. As as they do in all rom-coms. As they do. So Maddie apparently also stole the boyfriend of City slash Stuffs, the girl we were just talking about. That comes into play like at the end of the movie <laughs> again. Just keep that in mind. <laughs> is it, isn't Kane, I don't remember, is Kane the one that pants Cole? Oh, oh I don't know. I'm not sure. It might have been him. Yeah, so, we don't even know that until the end of the movie, though, that they used to go out. Yeah. <laughs> but then City's, like, cool with it. Because when Maddie brings it up, like, yo, you were the girl that he ditched for me. She's like, yeah, it's not that it's, big a deal. It's not a big deal. I don't care. Honestly, I think of all the characters, I think City is like the most redeemable. Yeah, because I think she was yeah. the she was the most like natural. I think like mm-hmm. it was a little over the top when she's like, "Oh, I don't care about anything, whatever." I mean, but at the same time, I get that you're an angsty teenager. Whatever. Yeah. And Maddie, meanwhile, has her friend Melissa, Marissa, Marissa. whatever, Marissa, um, the M and M's. Oh my god! And you can tell they have a little bit of a tense relationship. They're best friends, but also they're arguing a whole lot. But they play it off like it's a joke. It's kind of confusing. And then in this scene, it's just another amazing exchange of dialogue where Marissa says, if you could stop being such a selfish pigeon for once, that would be great. And then Maddie says, did you just call me a pidge? Love that. That's a double shot right there. <laughs> Let me preface this by saying I hate pigeons. So when I heard that, I was like, uh, what is happening? Also, they say this like two or three times in the rest of the movie. But right as, as they're saying that, they're having like a little bit of a bantery. A banta. A banta. <laughs> a fight or whatever. And Maddie says to Marissa, she's like, 
Marissa, are you riled? <laughs> Which is like the <laughs> stupidest teen slang. But I looked it up and it's not even teen slang. It's some slang for like horny. <laughs> Which what? does not really? fit in this context. Whenever at all. I hear wild, I just think of horses. Like I just <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Anyway, so Maddie, I feel like they were just like trolling through Urban Dictionary and just like plucking out all the terms that maybe <laughs> sound like they could apply in some. Or the yeah. fine, or the fine brothers were just trying to make another version of fetch happen. Like they were just trying to. But the thing about fetch around. is, it doesn't happen. <laughs> like we know it doesn't happen. Riled happens like three times. Is it really? Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember that. (laughs) So Maddie catches uh, Marissa later making out with her boyfriend. Uh, She gets super sad. (laughs) So when she goes home, Cole, kissing booth, comes over and consoles her. And they haven't talked in like three and a half years or whatever. So they make up, they catch up, they start talking. They hang out, they take a selfie together, which she posts on Instagram and she tags him in it. But his Instagram, he only like basically sketches her. And she's like, "Mm, that's cute, even though it's like kind of (laughs) creepy. And also they make this whole big deal of Maddie every day coming to school with a different hairstyle. And I know that we're all art students here, but I wanted to do the math on this. Okay. If it's been three and a half years, how many hairstyles would that be? Because I can name like two off the top of my head. I did not do well in math in high school. That's a lot though. That's like hundreds. Yeah. How many days in a school year? Oh my god, I thought you were going to Google how many hairstyles. (laughs) No, but I was thinking, I was like, unless she has, like, slightly different variations for very similar hairstyles, like, I don't, I just, I really don't think it's possible. I do think that she's doing, like, super subtle variations, though, because in this movie, I didn't notice when she changed her hairstyle. I had to go back and, like, make sure they were different in all the days. They were, but they were, like, very subtle. There's one where she just has her hair down, and there's one where she has her hair down, but a small little braid in it. And it's like, that's the difference? Really? Who would notice that unless they're, like, right up close to you? Or there's one where she has her hair, like, half up, half down in, like, a like a little ponytail thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's one where she has the exact same hairstyle, but it's in a bun instead of a ponytail. They look almost identical. Okay. But they're technically different. So I looked it up. The number of days in a school year, 190. What's half? So wait, there's, there's 190 in a school year? Yeah. And so 190 times 3. 3.5 is 665. 665 different hairstyles. Even if you shaved your head bald and if you like had a buzz cut or if you kind of like had extensions, put in your hair to be super long, super <laughs> short, there you no, no way on this shining earth that you would have 665. And they make such a big deal of it later when she comes back to school with her hair looking the way it did some other day. And I'm like, how do you remember, first of all? What her hair look like like every day? Like, part of me is just like, Ben, can you do math? (laughs) You know that females cannot do their hairstyles in 665 different ways. Can he do math, and has he met a female? (laughs) Those are my two questions. Who knows? Here's the thing, though. In high school, I was super extra. So, (laughs) and also an art student. So I decided in, like, my last or second last year of high school, I wanted to try to do, like, different nail art. Oh, like, you were great at it. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it was, it was great. I noticed. And they were, like, super detailed, right? I, like, I painted, like, the Hulk space with, like, shading and shit on all my Oh, my nails. God. I, I was, remember, yeah, you did, like, an Avengers theme. Like, yeah. one nail was, like, half shield. Yeah. Was, like, yeah, it was great. I thought it was beautiful. It, it was beautiful. Sure. <laughs> but I got, like, a couple months, and I, uh, you know, took a lot of painting classes in high school, so my nails were always covered in paint anyway. Like, acrylic paint, not... <laughs> Paint, nail paint, the student got covered a lot. And also, it was just like a lot of work. You know, about a couple months in, I was like, mm, fuck this. And I stopped. Um, and arguably, you could do a lot more designs for nails than you can for hairstyles. Yeah. Like, hairstyles, like, yeah, there could be like a bunch out there, but 665, like, you could do your nails in 665 different ways, like, no problem. Like, maybe they could change a little bit, but if you, like, you were doing full on art on your nails yeah. and like different pictures, like, you're creative, you can do whatever the heck you want. And arguably, like, nail, yeah, no, nails take a long time, but. If you're doing different hair hairstyles, especially for like a girl, that can take forever too. Yeah, so, I did my hair in braids today, and I had to do them like four times because I couldn't get them right. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, because like I, I mean, I still think that hair might take like a short amount of time than like nail art. Yeah, but if you even have more styles of nail art, and you couldn't, and you couldn't even get through with that, how can she get through with six hundred and sixty-five hairstyles? It doesn't make any sense. Do you think she just says like? bucket one day and she like leaves all her shampoo in and there's like suds everywhere she's like mm, that's this style bitch <laughs> yeah it's a look l-e-w-k look luke also when they're taking a selfie her and cole cole said some dumb shit like oh i've never taken a selfie You've never taken a selfie before? But then she says even dumber shit. So she's like, you're a selfie virgin? A surgeon? Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut your mouth. I fully like, okay, see, the thing is, is that, I mean, not to be like sexist or anything, but I've noticed that guys do noticeably take less selfies. <laughs> and like, yeah, it depends on the person. I understand like some, some girls also just like don't like taking selfies. Like, it just really depends on what kind of person you are. But so for Cole, like, I fully understand that maybe his, his character has never taken a selfie before because that's just like not who he is and he doesn't really care about that stuff. But just like the selfie virgin part was just like, why? They make yeah. such a weird deal out of it. Also, like, it's a selfie. Like, it's oh. surgeon is a word. Also, surgeon, it exists as a word. It's in Webster's Dictionary. It's in the Oxford English Dictionary <laughs> as someone who cuts into people for a living. Not <laughs> someone who takes a selfie for the first time. Those are two different skill sets that you need to utilize for those very specific things. Also, he didn't even take the selfie. She took a selfie. He was just in a picture. Have you never been in a picture before? <laughs> I, mm, this movie made me, like, weirdly mad at little things. Yeah, it did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was riled, but not in that way. <laughs> <laughs> riled up. He also starts, uh, or the two of them start talking about popularity and prom and how much it sucks for people who aren't popular. So now they decide that they want to ruin prom. Except that Cole, we just established with his art Instagram that he has, that he is like an art student or he wants to get into an art university. So he's like, yeah, okay, that sounds cool, ruin prom, whatever. But I actually have this art show for the university that I really want to apply for. They're putting it on for prospective students. It would really help my future. And Maddie's like, or ruin prom with me. Doesn't matter what your thing is. And Cole's like, mm, like you ready? Right. Yeah, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> if he doesn't care about prom anyway, like why bother to like ruin it for other? Like I, 
No. I was about to say I, I get where they're coming from. I really don't. Um, it was Maddie's suggestion in the first place. Yeah. yeah. He's just, and I was like, she's the only one that even cared about Prom and is just wanting to get revenge now. Cool. Yeah. He may want revenge, but what is this to him? He just he just won't go. And Maddie only wants revenge on two people, Kane and Marissa. And why is she ruining it for everyone else then at school? Yeah, here's the thing. They want to ruin the entire prom, right? Which, like, wh- whatever. They have this whole storyline also on Wizards of Waverly Place where Alex, you know, didn't want to go to prom or whatever. She thought it was just kind of dumb in general. Mm-hmm. So but if I'm created, remembering it right... They created, like, an anti-prom. Yeah, they had an anti-prom. Basically. But they didn't mess with the original. They were just... No. They just, just had their own. They showed up in, like, zombie costumes or something to, like, oh, have damn. their own fun at prom but not ruin it for other people. Yeah, they just had their own version of which I think is really cute. Like, I would have done. Like, I, I would have gone to that. And I think it would have been better if they did that in this movie and, like, shown you don't have to go to prom prom to have fun and to be yourself. You mm-hmm. can, like, do that on your own with your own friends on exactly. your own terms. Yeah. Which, Amy, you didn't go to prom. I didn't go to prom, but I went over to a friend's house and we had a sleepover and we watched movies and yeah. stuff. It's chill. You can do whatever. You don't have to, just because you don't like prom, you don't have to ruin it for everyone else. If you want to ruin it for the one person that's been making your life hell, why are you going to also ruin it for the hundreds, thousands of other kids at your school? Yeah, and I feel like American schools put much more of an emphasis on prom. So I bet all of those other kids would have liked to have a nice prom, even if they weren't, like, looking forward to it since they started high school. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're going to prom, you should have a nice time because you got to spend money on a dress and you got to pay them to go to prom and you're probably going to get a limo and stuff. So why would you waste hundreds of other people's hard-earned money to just get back at two people? Like you said, prom is an expensive event. It's not just, oh, we're going out and we're going to have fun. It's like kind of a commitment, you know? Like, yeah, did you guys go all out? Did you get a limo and stuff no, for no, no, your no. prom? We, we just no, we wanted we a car. Yeah. Oh. Um, I think some of us like wanted to. But at the same time, I was like, as cool of an experience that is, it was like, oh. Do you know how much yeah. a limo costs? Like, I don't my brother got a limo. Really? But I don't remember. Uh, I mean, I assume it's expensive. Yeah. But then even I, if you're splitting it between a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah. But the thing is, like, even just a ticket to go to go to prom, if you show up in your pajamas, all you have is a ticket to go there. It's still, like, 80 bucks yeah. to go to prom. I think for us it was $80, but I heard from a lot of my other friends that we got lucky. Like, a lot of... Because yeah. a lot of people go to our school, I bet it was split up. So I guess, like, renting the venue or something, like, it was it was cheaper for all of us because we mm-hmm. had, like, 2,000 kids at our school. Um, so it was, like, 80 bucks for us, but I heard from some other people, some, sometimes it went up to, like, 150. Damn. Yeah. So it, I was like, wow, that's, like, almost double ours. So also, that's crazy. It's, like, 80 bucks if you go to the school, but Beatrice, your boyfriend at the time was not from our school. You have to pay another 20 or 30 bucks on top of that if you don't really? go to school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. As a guest, yeah. Oh, man. And on top of that, if you're a guy, you got to rent a tux. If you're a girl, it's like a couple hundred dollars worth of a dress. you got to get your hair done. Like, there's a lot of money that goes into this. So you're just not ruining it for a couple... You're ruining it for everyone that wasted their money on this? Like, that's such... That's such a waste. Uh-huh. I would be so mad. <laughs> yeah. It's like my prom dress, I've worn it like 
to other events and stuff because my mom's like, you gotta wear this more times. I've been okay. I've been I've been I've been waiting to see other like. What did you wear yours to? I can't wear mine to anything. It's too like it looks too nice. Like and I was like, I don't like. No one else is gonna dress up this nice. So I was like, I don't want to stick out like a sore thumb. I like I, yeah. I haven't been able to wear mine to anything. How about yeah. like a wedding? Are they are they too fancy for that? I feel like, like it's a little too fancy for a wedding. But it's like I'm waiting. For one of my friends to get married and just be like, Aww. oh, it's like a really formal event. I'm just like, thank God. <laughs> I wear my prom dress again. When you go up to the Oscars, <laughs> oh <my>. that's when. <laughs> just wear the same dress every year. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'm sticking it to the man. Yeah. <laughs> but really, you're just saving your bank account. Saving the money. I, I just, yeah. Not only are they wasting the money for the other kids, this is not a thing that you can get a refund on. You yeah, can't no. get a refund on your clothes. And you can't do it again, either. No, because then it just, costs, it just costs even more money. Like, this is a one-night thing that your school is running, and you can't get a refund on your Yeah, because it's not the school's fault that this happened. It's just <laughs> some shit kids. Like, they're not going to reorganize a prom, too, because the fire alarm went off and some girl got paint on her. Like, they're not going to do... This is your prompt. That's it. For all the people that were really looking forward to this, that bought expensive outfits, did their hair really nice, have been looking forward to this for a year or whatever, that's it. It's ruined for them. And like you said, they pulled the fire alarm at this prom. I'm not sure if that's going to ruin, like, expensive, like, dry clean clothes. I don't know. But that seems, like, (laughs) pretty mean still. Yeah, dude. Well, I mean, we all know Maddie's dress is wrecked. Oh, oh God. yeah. We'll get to that later. So they decide, Maddie and Cole decide, that uh, they can't pull this off alone. So yeah, now they gotta involve other people Ocean's in fucking 11. <laughs> They're like, <laughs> we gotta recruit other people. So they get City, Cole's yep. friend that we talked about, that turns out used to date Maddie's yeah. boyfriend. But we don't know that yet. We don't know that yet. <laughs> uh, some Jewish kid uh, named Ephraim. His um, nickname is Strings. Which I didn't really get why. He had strings on his pants or something? <laughs> yeah. We got some sweaty guy named Larry. We also got... called Sweats. Yeah. In case that wasn't okay, obvious. Okay, we have a, a girl. We have a girl, Abby, and her nickname is Tig. I don't know, like, why... Here's the thing, because, like, they hear it, they talk about all the characters they're recruiting. And their backstories as to why they're losers. And why they have the nicknames that they do. So, like... Larry is sweats because he sweats a lot or whatever. Yeah, and strings, they just pick on him because he's Jewish? And I'm like, what? What are you doing? What was the backstory for that? Um, he was literally just Jewish, and he had to wear something with strings on it, and they were making fun of him for that. But this emo chick, Abby, Abby, her backstory is that she sent nudes to her boyfriend, and her boyfriend leaked to them. That's horrible. Yeah. Yeah. But what is a tig, and what does that have to relate to that? So I'm looking at Urban Dictionary, and tig is, top definition, another word for a cigarette. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) don't know how that applies. Second definition, tig is a substitute word for pretty much any word. What? You're such a tig. Shut the tig up. That's tigged. Okay. (laughs) So we have no clue what her nickname is. Wait, hold on, hold on. Okay. Third definition, tigs, short for tig old bitties. Like big old oh. titties. Oh. So I'm gonna guess 
I think they just wanted. I think that's just what they wanted to call her, but they didn't want to be like overtly inappropriate, which is odd because everything else about this movie (laughs) is insanely inappropriate. And that's like not even a common. I've literally never heard that word used before. Like, I was like, is this American slang? I don't don't know. Is this homeschool slang? (laughs) Your mom's got big tigs. Look at her tigs. We've also got a nerdy, mad scientist-looking dude <laughs> called Emil. His nickname is Mutie because he doesn't talk. Because he's going through some voice-cracking thing and he vowed to never talk again. <laughs> and last but not least, we got the gay jock, TJ. Nickname, TJ. <laughs> what? Because not everyone has to have a nickname, Ashley. So in TJ's little backstory thing, he's gay, he comes on to someone on his team, everyone makes fun of him, they stuff his locker full of dildos, gets absolutely annihilated by dildos when he opens his locker. I was like, can you show this in a teenage movie? Because those were, like, strangely explicit. I'm not really sure that this was a teenage... Like, it was aimed at teenagers, but also it was very explicit. They were sparing a lot. It was it just felt like their target audience was for, like, a 12 or 13-year-old. You can't show that to a 12 or 13-year-old. That's, like, inappropriate. Yeah. So I looked at the rating, and it says it's not rated. Oh, I wonder why. Is that possible to release a movie and not have it go through the MPAA and have it rated? I thought you had to have it rated before you could release it, right? Yeah. Is that even allowed? <laughs> I mean, I've, I've heard sometimes, like, when I see trailers come out, sometimes oh. they're like, oh, not yet rated. Because they're but, trailers, but right? Yeah, and they're that's because they're trailers. Yeah, if they're finished. out, then that's... Yeah, because some movies, like, need to cut stuff out if they want to have the rating they have. Avengers was almost rated R, because, uh... Let Tony say fuck! <laughs> Let him say fuck <laughs> once! He deserves it! Also, you'll notice that we're not going to talk a whole lot about any of the people in this group we just mentioned, because they're literally the most useless characters. They don't do anything. The rest of the film is entirely focused on Cole and Maddie, and none of these characters matter. They're in, like, one other scene, and then the prom scene, and that's (laughs) it. And I was, okay, I I looked at Not Another Teen Movie, and it's rated R, because there was, like, a vibrator scene in it. This one should be an R rating, too. That's what I would guess. They have more than one swear... There's a bunch of dildos. The dad is super inappropriate. Yeah. You see, Madeline Petra's character says something really inappropriate to Cole. Yeah. Not to mention insanely cringy. Yeah. Well, yeah. everything here is yeah, insanely. But yeah, during this recruitment scene when they're all sitting together, TJ, the gay kid, he's sitting beside Cole. And then at first, he's like hitting on him a little. And then Cole's like a little bit uncomfortable. Sidney says, if you help us out, he'll give you a blowjob, whatever. Cole's like, I'll do what now? (laughs) And then TJ, who was hitting on him, like, literally 30 seconds ago, goes, nah, you're too fat for me. I thought he said femme. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I think he said fat. I think he said fat, because he, like, touched his little tricep fat there. (laughs) Um, You're too femme for me. (laughs) You're too femme for me. That's so funny. I want some of my real butch, and you're too (laughs) femme for me. Um, <laughs> no, and he said fat. Okay. There's and so many things wrong with this film from a social I, standpoint. No, I, we yeah, because we mentioned the the, the sexual innuendos yep. and all that already. And this is one of a couple fat comments. Yeah, the second or the third one, because the yeah. first one was when I think like it was between like the M and M's. They like one of them called the other fat. Or something. Yeah, and that scene I think 
Marissa said that before Maddie called her fat and then she developed this eating disorder, which is never again mentioned or addressed in the movie. It was just a throwaway line. Um, and like, it was yeah, you called really me fat and you, like, you gave me an eating disorder. And I'm like, this movie is so dark. Yeah, it's so dark. Okay, going back to TJ, I think the writers wanted to be inclusive by adding, like, one gay character. But then they make all of these offhand disparaging remarks that completely negate all of the progress, in quotes, that they were trying to make. And mm-hmm. I'm not sure... If, if you were trying to be inclusive, you did a horrible job. Because, yeah. Because what kind of representation is anybody getting? Like, not even just not even just the LGBT community or anything. It's just, like, even, even women who are just trying to speak out against, like... Like sexual harassment, mm-hmm. like not even just women, like men too. And, but, and the Jewish characters in this get made fun of so much. Yeah, so it's it's not even just that; it's just every single aspect that you could have someone identify as, like their like their sexuality, their gender, their like experiences, like that could be traumatic that they went through, their culture, their religion. Like it's mm-hmm. it's so infuriating to and see like this kind of discrimination happening in such a casual way. And that's one of, like, the selling points of the movie. Watching the cast talk about the movie on the red carpet, every time they were asked, why would people go see this movie? They're like, yeah, why would you? <laughs> <laughs> they were like, this movie, there's there's a character for everyone. There's someone you'll find. Which, like, is there? But, like, they yeah. said, like, there's a character for everyone. There's someone that you'll relate to, no matter who you are. But, like, not in a good way. Oh, so we got a gay asshole. <laughs> Super nerdy Jewish guy. That's it. <laughs> no, and it's like, it's not even just that. It's like, when the gay jock was being picked on, I remember there was like a line or something that said, he was too straight for the gays and too gay for the straights. Mm-hmm. What? What? <laughs> yeah. Like, stereotypically, like, yeah, maybe those people just suck. Like, if this happened, if this was a period piece that happened in like the 70s or the 80s, it's a bit more understandable because the movement wasn't as... Progressive. Yeah. But this is 2000, what, 2017 it was released. Like, already not a good movie to look back on. Yeah. So then after they get everyone, uh, Maddie gives them all a speech. She's like, being popular kind of sucks. You should join me on this ruining prom thing. And they're like, yeah, okay. (laughs) Didn't really take much convincing before they agree. Also, it's kind of confusing because they have this whole plan where they're gonna ruin prom, but then the next scene, Cole asks Maddie to prom, like, normally? Yeah. She's like, oh, y'all just going to prom? Yeah, in that scene, Maddie's like, oh, I kind of want to go to prom, like, in a normal way. But she's the one who brought up this whole idea of ruining prom. And I'm like, girl, what do you want to do? Girl, you want your idea. Yeah, do you want to ruin prom or do you want to go to prom? God. So now that Cole and Maddie are going to prom together, Maddie's original boyfriend, Kane, Kane, is jealous. So he breaks up. Oh, yeah. There was this whole thing where her boyfriend, Kane, got together with Melissa. I think we mentioned briefly. Marissa. Marissa. Whatever. Yeah. Um, Because Maddie caught them getting it on Mm -hmm. in the school. So they've been together for this whole movie. But then Marissa comes on to Cole, and then Kane comes on to Maddie. So they weren't really yeah. a good match there. 
So he wants to get Maddie back because now he's jealous that she's with Cole. He says like some speech about like uh, how he still, he messed up, but he still loves her or whatever. She seems to fall for it, but City like pulls her away. She's like, girl, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, nice speech. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Marissa's like super mad about this because she just got broken up with. Um, so she just tries to hook up with Cole really in a creepy and comfortable scene. She like locks him in a yeah, janitor's this, closet. This is what I was with, referring to. Like, yeah. This, it's her. really inappropriate. And, like, yeah. She's like, I got him up yeah. against the wall and shit. I'm like, Bleh. No, but it's like, honestly, like, no shade towards Madeline Petra or anything, because I genuinely think that she's a good actress. Yeah, like, I think she's good. She just, this role is just, like, she had to do what she had to do. Mm -hmm. And, like, I cringed. I got secondhand embarrassment. And Cole rejects her. She, like, tries to come on to him, and Cole's, like, not having it. He pushes her away. And later, they're going over their plan for prom night. Oh, wait, before that, sorry, if I can interject. When Kane is talking to Maddie, and when he wants to get her back, and... She's with City and stuff. After that, we get a flashback. Because this whole time, everyone's been calling City Stuffs by her nickname, Stuffs. Mm -hmm. And we get to see why she's called that. And it's because she overheard someone... I think it was Marissa. Marissa in the bathroom talking about how, ooh, Kane wants those big old tigs. And then so she starts stuffing her bra. And then later... Uh, everyone sees that she stuffed her bra, and they start calling her stuffs for three and a half years. Here's the thing, though. Yeah. The setup for this scene is in the bathroom, yeah. right? Where City is in one of the stalls. Literally, she used to be a cheerleader. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess they were all friends or whatever at some point. So all you can see of her right now is her shoes. That's it. Just shoes. And Marissa and some other cheerleader come in. See the shoes, they're like, oh, that's City. And then they start, you know, setting up the whole thing like, oh, her boyfriend likes bigger boobs, so she should step her bra, whatever. But like, how could you tell that was her? Yeah, her can't feet! Eat. It's her feet! <laughs> I mean, honestly, it wouldn't blow past my head to know that, like, for Marissa to know that it was her in the stall, though. Like, maybe <laughs> yeah. she saw her going to the bathroom or something and was just like, I don't know. She just strikes me as a loves very... feet. She's like, Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> she loves feet. She knows everyone's feet in the school. She mm. can tell exactly who's Shoes in all on, stalls. socks on, everything off, barefoot. She knows it all. <laughs> she has, like, a whole catalog that she flips through on the reg. Someone's, like, in the bathroom. They're just like, yo, I heard someone talking shit about me. I need you to find out who it is. She's like, got you, girl. She's like, got her shoe catalog. <laughs> <laughs> Going through the pages, like, <laughs> <laughs> Were they wearing Birkenstocks? Were they wearing sneakers? Well, I mean, Open toes, closed toes. <laughs> How beat up were the shoes? So later, they're going over the plan for prom night. At Cole's house. And they all find out that Marissa tried to get Cole to go to prom with her and was, like, trying to hook up with him, they all decide that he should. That Cole should, like, go for it. As getting part mad. of their plan, even though I don't know how that would be incorporated at all into the plan, uh, but, yeah, they they kind of persuade him to go, and he's like... I think they, they sort of mentioned that, like, because now that Kane broke up with uh, Marissa, she may not go to prom anymore so oh. they want to make sure that she goes to prom so once everyone leaves the meeting cole confesses he had a, a crush on maddie she kisses him but then immediately like goes home so that's, <laughs> that's the end of that okay. get, like, maybe but also no yeah uh so they start it's prom night they start to get the plan into action 
Doesn't I, he ask her to prom, Maddie? Yeah, he asked her before. Oh. That was, like, scenes ago. Oh, okay, okay. They're, they're already going to prom together. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm behind, girl, sorry. But also in that last scene, they Because I was confused, in. because that's what I thought, too, but then they're like, no, go with Marissa. So, yeah. like, who's he going with? But it's Marissa, I guess. Yeah. Now it is. But then, on prom night, he's mad at Maddie because she's gonna go with Kane. Because he sees her outside getting into the limo with Kane, and he's like, what the fuck you doing? She's like, I'm going with Kane. I want to have, like, a real prom. Which is like, girl, make up your mind. You're the one that wanted to ruin prom, and then you said you wanted to go to prom, but then we just had the plan where we're going to ruin prom, but then now you're going to go to prom as, like, a normal person. Also, she didn't call Cole. She's not like, hey, dude, plan's off. Decided I actually do want to go to prom yeah, normally. Because he texted the group chat, and he's like, is everyone ready to do our plan? And they're all like, yes. And she's like, I'm getting ready. Which is not like, I'm canceling the plan. Yeah. It's just like, I'm going to be a little late. She's yeah. just inconsiderate. Is, yeah. Is what it and is. inconsistent, too. And he has to catch her as she's getting in the taxi to go to prom. Because they're like, neighbors. Hey girl, what's up? What, what's she doing? They're always neighbors. They're always neighbors yeah. in this thing. What? Kissing Booth, they were neighbors, too. Like, were they? Yeah, they yeah, were. I think so. I were they well, were born on the same day or something? Yeah, they were oh, born on the same day. It's either they, they were, it's either they were born on the same day or they were neighbors. I love those born on the same day movies. <laughs> my favorite subgenre. Literally, I don't know one that's born on the same day as me. Like you can't. Oh well, actually, I do know Zara's born on the same day. We have the same birthday. Oh, they were we like digress. born. Yeah, but they were born like to the second. Anyways. So yeah, she didn't tell anyone that she was changing her plan. She just decided to go to... Even though she knows that they're going to do the plan anyway. (gasps) That's what's so frustrating. And then they're like, okay, so I guess Maddie's out, but we're doing the plan anyway. But then Maddie doesn't have the foresight of saying, oh, you just screwed a bunch of people who you thought were your friends over. You don't think they're still going to go through with this plan? If you want to be prom queen so badly... You best believe that the plan's gonna be to get you. Yeah. And then they go through with the plan, and she gets got. And I'm like, why are you surprised, girl? Because it's like the disappointed but not surprised me. Yeah. It's- also, we have to mention, we don't want to, but we have to. <laughs> um, before they actually get to prom, Cole's talking with his dad, who the dad tells oh, him God. to go forward with the plan anyway. He's the one that's like, you gotta go to prom, you gotta make this happen. And his dad is so weird, can I just say, because Cole gets mad because Maddie's going to prom with Kane. So he comes back in and he rips up one paper in his room <laughs> and then his dad comes in and he's like, hey, hey, what's going on? And Cole's like, hey, you don't even care about me. It doesn't even matter. He's like, I care that you're ruining our house. And I'm like, he ripped up one piece of paper in his own goddamn room. And then the dad, I don't know what they were talking about, but the dad's like, sometimes I just come in here and I lie in your bed and I just pretend I'm not an adult. And I'm like, don't you pretend you're not an adult, like, your whole life? Like, he doesn't need to pretend he's not an adult. He's really not. Like, his mentality yeah. is like that. And why are you, like, lying in your son's bed sometimes just chilling in his room like that? Son, when I was your age, I miss my glory days. <laughs> yeah, so basically he tells Cole, you have to ruin this prom because if you don't, there will be people who will turn out like me, an asshole. And specifically he says, if someone had ruined my prom... I would be much less of an asshole. We'd have a nicer house, and your mom wouldn't have left you. (laughs) What? 
Okay, that's a lot of pressure now. You need it, you need it. Like, this man just needs to own up for his own mistakes and not ruin it for, oh, no one ruined my prom. I didn't get my lesson learned. You know know what's wrong with you. You just don't fix it. Ugh, I hate him so much. Thing is, he could have been cut out of this movie and it would have been the same movie. Yeah. Yeah. There was no point of him being. There was literally Uh no point. And there was no point. We also see Maddie's parents, who were like the opposite of him. They were wildly unpopular in high school. Yeah. And we get a flashback of them announcing at their prom, prom king and queen, and they announce Maddie's parents' names. And they get so happy for a second, but then the announcer's like, jokes, they're losers. And that announcer, of course, is Cole's dad. Yeah. Everything related. And like, with the moment when Cole's dad was saying, oh, I, we only moved into this house so I could torment those people for the rest of their lives. I was like, you are a psychopath. I was like, you, sir, are an absolute monster. That is something a psychopath would do. I don't even think Dexter from the show Dexter (laughs) would do that. And he's a straight-up serial killer. I don't think, like, Cole... He should... How did he get custody of Cole? That's what I want to know. This man is terrible. Also, why would the mom leave her kid with that fucking asshole? We know she's not dead because he said the mom left. Unless she just, like, fucking straight up had a heart attack because she couldn't handle him. (laughs) Your mother left us for heaven. (laughs) Damn, that's dark. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't know. So, at prom, we finally find out, like, what the plan is. Because we don't know. We don't know what the plan is. No one knows what the plan is. We don't even know what the plan is. We we eventually find out now that it was... I still don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, same it, it was, like, mostly to humiliate the people that have made their lives hell during high school. So they start off by hijacking the slideshow to, and like, I don't know, there's some shit, like, written on it. And be like, loser, like, on the slideshow. And then he, like, photoshops one of the other kids in their heist. Photoshops, like, a dick pic and puts it up on the slideshow. And then later in the night, he gets arrested for, like, child porn or something? And I'm like, of all the things... I'm not saying that what he did was right. What he did was still wrong. And I think, like, you could obviously very well still get arrested for that and yeah. get charged for what he did. But how did no one else making all these insanely inappropriate conversations get consequences like he did in the film? Why is he the only one? And then... Of course, like, what was it? The Jewish kid. Of yeah. the Jewish kid, like... And then what's even more infuriating is at the end when he's being, like, loaded into the back of the cop car, the Jewish girl, like, comes over and she kisses him and he's like, oh, it was all worth it. Like, bruh, you're going to have a record. You're Every time you move to a new house, you're going to have to go around to all your neighbors and say, hey, I'm a sex offender. Just let you know. And I live down the street. Literally, that's what you have to do for the rest of your life. It's not worth it for one kiss, bruh. Couldn't have even been like that good a kiss because the cop was watching. Like Tobias from uh, Rested oh, Development. Oh, yeah. He just goes up to every single person on the street. I'm a registered sex offender, just so you know. Yeah. But yeah, like, he he's on the official sex offender list now. Which, like, for, anyone can look up, I'm pretty yeah, sure, right? But it was photoshopped, like, a cartoon... Like a little cartoon wiener, okay? (laughs) We've all done it on our notebooks, on the blackboard, whatever. And he gets a... (sighs) So that's the that part of the plan. That is the that part of the plan. (laughs) Part two is uh, to get back at the guys who bullied the gay guy. So they send, like, gay pictures or whatever. Photoshopped again. (laughs) These kids are like photoshopped fucking geniuses, I guess. (laughs) To this group of straight guys. uh, And then they... Send pictures of Donald Trump to the group of gay guys? 
So now the straight guys think there's a gay guy in their midst, and the gay guys think there's a straight guy in their midst. <laughs> somehow, the stupidest fucking thing. What? Uh, how? And the, the gay guys who think of that there was a straight guy are immediately like on their toes, like who's straight? Who's straight here? Who's straight here? You would think who that cares? they're friends and they would be accepting. It doesn't if matter. they're straight or not. <laughs> and one of the one of the straight guys that was like, "Oh, who's gay here?" You guys can drink because I totally remember one of the guys from the reaction. Yeah, <laughs> there were two of them. There were two of them there. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> So then, the king and queen start being announced. And I was a little confused about this. Originally, they wanted to hack into the votes to make sure that Marissa and King got prom king and queen. But then, two of the kids, the mad scientist kid, and also I think the sweaty kid, they made a little (laughs) sub-plan in their plan, and they instead made Maddie win the votes. Because she kind of betrayed them at the end. Yeah. So then they made Maddie and Kane win. So then Maddie goes up knowing full well what's going to happen on the stage. But she still goes up anyway. And then Sidney uh, is talking to Kane and she's like, you don't want to go up there. Yeah. <laughs> so she's like, she starts talking like, oh, I remember when you were such a nice guy. We've never seen that. This whole movie, he's oh, been an asshole. He's been a cheater. And, like, it just it just felt like they were reducing City's character suddenly to, like, the significant other of this guy that one time. And she's, like, and you see, like, she kind of, she's been pretty tough this whole, like, you see her as, like, a, a stronger independent character. And it's, like, she's not the perfect character, but she's, she's all right. But then you see how... I don't know. It just felt like the second half of the film kind of just reduced her down to talking Kane down from stuff and trying to, like, contrast to Kane and say, like, oh, Kane's not that bad. He seems okay. And I'm like, and then there's yeah. screwed you over. Yeah, there's also a line from Marissa to Maddie, and she's like, why do you keep forgiving Kane, but you don't forgive me? Yeah, like, what is it with this guy? Like, Kane does, Yeah, they like, both were part of this what's whole so, cheating thing. Yeah, what's so great about him, though? Yeah. Like, because Kane's been a dick this whole time. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been a good character. There's you can't give him a redeeming arc now in the last Because 10 he hasn't redeemed himself. <laughs> and they're also like now you're trying to introduce that City wants Kane back. All of a sudden, girl, he literally broke up with you because your tits weren't big enough. Yeah. And I no, he's a good guy. No, he's and then not. He I, like, also, yeah. I also remember like she can't even make the excuse of saying, Oh, it's okay, Marissa mal- manipulated him into breaking up with me. Uh, yeah, like, that's another problem all within itself. I also remember... But also, he still broke up with you, so, like, yeah. so what? He, he's capable of making his own decisions. Or, actually, he didn't break up with her at first, he just cheated on her. Because I remember she said, why didn't you just break up with me like a normal person, and then get with Marissa. So he's cheated twice, he's cheated on City with Maddie, I think, and, and cheated then, on Maddie with Marissa. So, that's like, just, like, Marissa's being portrayed as such, like, an easy character to get with, because she just... Yeah. She just wants to do the dirty. <laughs> so, but, but it's also She's like, wild, man. <laughs> it just makes me think that, like, back to when Felicity was trying to talk to Kane at the prom and tell him, like, not to go up there. Oh, you were such a nice person. Like, what happened to you? They also had this really stupid conversation about, I remember you were so nice. You used to give me elastic bands all the time because you knew what I like to play that? with them. What does that mean? <laughs> that was the nicest thing he's ever done for you is give you elastic bands. I that made me so mad. <laughs> so 
Maddie goes up on stage to accept the prom queen crown. Idiot that she is. Kane doesn't because he's pulled aside by City. So it's just Maddie up there alone. Even though she knows the plan. It was her plan. <laughs> Why would you still go up? She's like, she doesn't even like accept the crown, move out of the way. I don't know. Anything. So the plan, the big finale, basically, is to dump paint or tar or whatever and feathers. Where the fuck do you get tar in? Oh, wait a second. Didn't Strings' uncle work at, like, an auto shop? Is it, like, grease or something? Maybe. Ugh, disgusting. (laughs) So they decide to dump it on her, like, Carrie style. Uh, And then feathers. And feathers. Of course. Which don't even Looney stick to her. style. <laughs> Except not, because they don't even stick. They, like, float off her. Yeah. So that was useless. Dumb. Um, and then they pull the fire alarm, and everyone gets wet, and run out of the I building. I mean, here's the thing. They could have left it at the tar and the feathers, because all they wanted was to embarrass her and Kane, and they could have gotten Kane later. Yeah. Why did they have to ruin everyone's night? They wanted to embarrass... Certain specific people that had made And then they targeted those people, but then they were like, fuck it, and then they (laughs) ruined it for everyone. They could have left out that last part. Yeah. Also, what was the point of them having that entire team? Why did you need an Ocean's Eleven? Y'all could have done that with your three people that you had from the beginning. (laughs) We need Photoshop specialists. (laughs) Guy who's willing to go to jail and be a registered sex offender for the rest of his life. Someone to get the tar, because we don't know where that's at. Someone's got to pluck the feathers off a chicken for this prank. We need someone that's able to pull the fire alarm. That's yeah. a hard Someone with cast. fingers is uh, hard to find. Also, emo girl literally did nothing. Yeah. All the other people at least. She, she kissed the sex offender, though. Here's the thing, though. Sex offender, his whole deal, right? Was that, see, I don't know much about Jewish religion, but according to the guy in this movie, which I don't know how much of this is true, he can't, like, touch a girl, like, even a little bit, uh, until he's married. Except emo girl just straight up kisses him at the end. He just completely ignores all that stuff he was trying to do. Yeah, so, like, whether or not that's a religious thing, whether or not that's just, like, he's a conservative person type thing, those are still boundaries that he wanted to put up. Like, even, like, as much as he's tempted to cross them himself, those are still the boundaries that he's put up, and she didn't respect those boundaries at all. Yeah. She just went... If, if he actually didn't like it, like, the cop was right there. <laughs> she could be registered. Yeah, no, like, it, yeah, I, it doesn't matter whether or not you're a guy or a girl. This is a weird fucking to... domino chain of sex offending. Yeah, I was like, it doesn't matter, like, what gender you are, who the other person's gender yeah. is. It's like, you need to just respect their boundaries all around. Yeah. That's just, I'm going to be saying the word inappropriate <laughs> yeah. on this con- podcast because that's just what this movie is. Drink every time it's inappropriate. <laughs> So the fire alarm is pulled, everyone gets wet, everyone runs out of the building, Maddie runs up to Cole, she's like covered in tar, not so much feathers. She just came from the Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards, she got slimed. (laughs) She's like yelling at him, she's like, how could you do this to me? But she fucking knew it! It was your plan. Stupid girl. Marissa, redhead, runs over and- Oh, also, I don't know if we mentioned that they gave her like a laxative or something? Just just cause. (laughs) That had literally no point to anything. (laughs) Yes. Wasn't she just like in the bathroom a lot lot of the time? I thought they they switched something into her punch. That made her go to the bathroom. Yeah. Um, And then she just came out of the bathroom and was fine. (laughs) We love slipping drugs into people's drinks. 
everyone here should be arrested. Oh my god. And then Marissa comes over. Uh, she pants Cole in front of everyone again. Oh, was it Marissa that pants him? I don't remember. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Everyone calls him Tidy again, but this time he embraces it and he has like some big speech about. <laughs> but here's the thing if I was him, Okay, and the first time that the pantsing happened and they called me tidy because I was wearing uh, tidy whiteies, <laughs> maybe the next day I would go to Walmart and get, like, boxers or something. Yeah, I thought about that. You still wear the same underwear. <laughs> Literally. Probably the same pair, too, just his unlucky <laughs> pair. Yeah, if that's something that you, like, really, you got embarrassed about, right? People called you out for you don't like and you want to change, then change. <laughs> it's, like, not even very hard to change. Like, the sweaty guy cannot change how much he sweats. But Cole can very easily go buy another pair of underwear. I'm so riled in a mad way. But this time, he, embr- he embraces the whole thing. Someone, the rest of the group, the gang, the oceans, however many there were, Six. tries to, like, Cover him up, but he's like, no, it's cool. It's cool, my dick is just <laughs> flopping. Yeah, okay, he literally had his dick out and the cop was right there. He's like, yo, that's cool. I want to see what he, I want to hear what he's saying first. <laughs> and then we'll suss this situation out. And I guess he liked what he was hearing because uh, Cole didn't get arrested either. <laughs> he has some big speech about like how dumb high school and prom and popularity is. Some of the stuff he says, though, is um questionable. He's he's basically like, y'all, what we just did, like, yeah, it it was like, it was justified. It wasn't even that bad. We didn't shoot up the school or commit suicide. Yikes. Why are you saying what he's- That was so jarring. They say things in this movie that are just, they have me so taken aback. Why was that an alternative? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, you're lucky we didn't shoot up the school. We just, like, uh, pulled the fire alarm. What? What? Did that, like, no one was that an option that went yeah. through your head? Yeah, it's like, oh, you're lucky we chose not to do that. You shouldn't be shooting up a school anyway. You shouldn't be doing this, first of all. And then all the kids who don't even know him, who are, like, soaking wet, are like, who the fuck is this guy? And why is he threatening us? <laughs> the thing is, they all agree with him for some reason. They're like, oh, yeah. Mm, good thing good you did. Good idea. Mm, he and saved our cop, lives. The cop is, like, right there. And then they all start chanting, fuck the prom together. Again, we've mentioned this before, prom is a very expensive event. Your prom just got ruined, your dress, your hair, your night, your fun, whatever, just got ruined. Your wallet. <laughs> but then it didn't get ruined. Because, like, they want to ruin everyone's prom, but then at the end, after they go out into the parking lot, after the fire alarm gets pulled, everyone starts partying again. <laughs> yeah. And they're having a good time. They literally just yell, fuck the prom, prom sucks, and then they go back to partying at prom. So if they wanted people to have a good time, why didn't they just not pull the fire alarm and let those people have a good time? <laughs> Inside. It's another dancing outside on the lawn. But it was also just like what what happens after like I think I I think I remember like Felicity starts dancing with Kane or whatever and I'm like, Oh my, oh my god, god. It ruined her character. Not that her character was like the greatest to begin with, but she was one of the not bad ones. Yeah. And the next day at school, all the friends immediately forgive Maddie. They're like, Oh, come take lunch for that's what Except Cole, who gets up and leaves. Yeah. Also, I feel like even at the end of the film, Maddie never got redeemed. Like, she, yeah. Yeah, like she was well, still... Well, they tried to redeem her because Cole missed this big opportunity to showcase his art for the school that he really wanted to get into. But he's like, mm, fuck that, I'd rather go to the shitty prom I know I'm going to ruin instead. 
And then later, Maddie goes to Cole's house, and he's not home, but his dad, ugh, his shitty dad is home. And she's like, is Cole home? And the dad's like, I don't fucking know. And she's like, well, do you know what school he wanted to get into? He's like, why would I care about that? Or something. And I'm like, it's like Maddie, as a friend, <sighs> you should know. <laughs> yeah. But also, like, why wouldn't you care? You're going to be paying for it, stupid. And that plays into a little thing we're, we're going to mention in a second. Because the last, or one of the last scenes in the movie is the graduation now. So prom's over, they're graduating. And again, I, this movie got me so mad at, like, little, like, big things, but also little things, you know? This yep. is one weirdly tiniest little detail, but it bothered me so much, that all the friends were sitting together at mm. the graduation. Which, what? Graduation? You go up in alphabetical order. People call you up in order of your last name, so you're sitting in the order of... I don't know if that's just a Canadian thing, maybe, but like... It seems pretty organized that way. It's pretty organized. Otherwise, it's just like, you have to wait for them to be... Oh, excuse excuse me, excuse me. Yay! (laughs) What? And then it just gets like five it takes, like, two like, seconds in your face. <laughs> after they get up to decide, oh, do I want to like cross this person's lap with my ass or my crotch? <laughs> oh my god, that just reminded me of James Corden. He did that the other day. He was like, do you prefer ass or crotch? Oh, which, which way do you want me to shuffle? <laughs> what do you guys do? What's your go-to, ass or crotch? I go ass because I don't like to look at the yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, same. Yeah, I do that too. <laughs> also because I am really bad with my balance. So it's like, once I go to my seat, I just stumble in. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, nope. and, w- and when you go ass, you can, like, hold on to the other seats in front of you, the backs of yeah. them for balance. So, yeah, ass is the way to go. Yeah. <laughs> Are you an ass man or a crotch man? No, it's because one, it's because I just imagine, like, when you're walking by, if you go crotch facing them, if you have bad balance like me and you stumble over, that's like crotch an awkward crotch. That's like awkward rom-com <laughs> Meeting. Oh, except it's worse. Except it's worse. It's just worse. Because your life is not a movie. Yeah, fall face first onto them, and then you're like, sorry, sorry. And then you have to sit next to them after they know you just fell onto their crotch with your crotch. I mean, it's bad either way. It's either you do that or you sit in there. That's why. Yeah. You always got to get the aisle seat. Also, I have to pee a lot anywhere and everywhere, so I always get the aisle. Oh yeah. So Cole turns out got into art school. We'll talk. There's a little extra something about the art school later, but he got into art school. There's a line where City's asking him when he's gonna start, and he's like, "Right now." <laughs> I'm like, leaving tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. What? 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 It's like June. You just graduated today. Even if he has to like move to a new city, he can do that in August. <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to... Yeah, no, no, no. You're not allowed to move in until a week before university. Right? Yeah. He's just going to stay at a hotel, wherever a he is, for like yeah. three months. Who's going to pay for it? His shitty dad? <laughs> His dad probably doesn't even know where he's going to school. <laughs> so Cole is still mad at Maddie. Maddie comes over. She's like trying to take a selfie with some of the friends, but Cole's not having it. He's like, mm, gotta get out of here. Uh, I'm then- still mad at you. City's like, don't you know who got you into that art school? Because you're a fucking idiot and you missed the showcase thing. I wonder why you missed the showcase, though. Ah, said person. And she tells him that Maddie somehow got him into the school. How do you her privilege? Yeah, how do you get another person into a school after they missed the showcase that they were supposed to go to? Here's the thing. All three of us are art students, okay? All three of us have applied for and gotten into many an art school, okay? 
So speak for yourself, because I applied to three, and I got into one program that I didn't even apply for. <laughs> An art school. <laughs> but we know how the process of applying to university works. An art university, specifically. I know for engineering or whatever, you write an essay or some shit. But for art, you apply. You need a portfolio. You need a portfolio Sometimes and an interview. In, oh, I didn't need an interview. I had um, a portfolio of like photos and like a short film, and I had to write like two essays. Mm. Yeah. I had essays and a portfolio too. Yeah, exactly. But this guy's applying for visual arts. He's been drawing this whole time. All the visual arts places I applied for you have to go, because you, you can't just, like, submit a drawing and the prof be like, oh, whatever. Like, because art's very, like, subjective, you know? You got to explain what it is or else people will be like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> you know? <laughs> As you do. So you have to have an interview. At least I did for the University of the Bar. But he had to have applied for that school anyway, right? Because you can't just get in somewhere and then, you know, you get an email and you're like, hey, and you got into this apply program. you apply before, like, January or March or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Applications are, like, at the beginning of the year, right? You yeah. have to accept the university before June, mm-hmm. right? But you have to apply in, like, January. We so, had to apply. <laughs> yeah, we had to apply in January. So he had to have already applied to this university, right? I just don't understand. How did she, A, like, get his, por- I guess she got the portfolio from the dad, but she sent it to the head of admissions? That's not how, not to mention. that's not how a university works. Yeah. Not to mention, don't these kids have exams? Oh yeah. God, yeah. Hmm. This whole movie is so unrealistic on what high school is actually like. But you said he went to film school, right? I, like, I guess, at 15 or something. Oh. But he didn't go to high school. <laughs> so he doesn't know what high school exams are like, what high school life is like. he still would have had to apply to university. Yeah. And made a portfolio to get into film school. Yeah. Unless it was, like, a really open community college where they're just like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. How do you make a movie about transitioning from high school to university and not know how either high school or university works. And he has all these resources, these teens and tweens and what have you that he talks to on a regular basis in the React series <laughs> that he could have easily asked, uh, so like, how'd you apply? Yeah. <laughs> Just everything about this film is insanely unrealistic. Yeah. So the last sort of scene of this movie is later on... Cole decides that he's actually going to go and forgive Maddie because she got him into university. Um, somehow. (laughs) So he goes to her house and, like, thanks her or whatever, and he gives her this comic book that I guess he's... There's been, like, one line that he said he's been working on. I completely And he doesn't show anyone his art. He's like, I'll show it when I'm ready, but he's, like, never ready to show it until now. (laughs) Yeah, and he made this whole comic book about the two of them or just about Maddie or something. And she's like, oh, man, this is, like, so good, blah, blah, blah. And then they're, like, never going to see each other again, probably. Yeah, because, like, they have, like, this, he confesses he had, like, a crush on her or whatever. So, um, they they kiss. They make out. But then immediately they're like, jokes, I think it'd be best if we're just friends. Just like last time when they kissed and then he, like, ran away or she ran away or something. (laughs) Yeah. What kind of cop-out ending is that? You can either have it the typical rom-com ending, right? Have the two characters get together. Or have the kind of subverting expectations they didn't get together. But, like, to have it both ways and have them, like, finally have their kiss, but also, we're just friends? That's such a shitty ending. What? 
they're trying to do all these things, but they can't pick specifically what route they want to take with this movie. Yeah. And that's it, folks. Yep. That's all, folks. That is the movie. Let's get into our final thoughts. Let's wrap this puppy up. I just... This whole movie felt so off and so campy and so fake. It's the fine bros, like, trying to appeal to their teenage audience. But everything that the teenagers did was so un-teenager. Like, everything from, like, the opening credits that are, like, surrounded by emojis to, like, the girls saying stuff like IDK and G2G, like, out Mm -hmm. loud. It's just, like, I feel like it's insulting to teenagers. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's just, like, is this how you think we are? Yeah. Also, the writing, I found, was super... All bad. <laughs> yeah, but also super like all bad is the best description for this movie I've ever heard. Thank you. But also just very on the nose. Like they explain their main motivations and everything like outright. Nothing. The M and M's are called out because their names are Maddie and Marissa, and none of them start with M. You know the show yeah, don't tell. We girl? got it. The fine brothers don't care about the show don't tell. Uh-huh. I think Maddie's dad at one point like outright says. Something like, confrontation is one of my main flaws. What? Have that in fact show that he's not good at confrontation. Also, Don't have him say that. The parents, just the adults in general, you could snip, snip, cut them out of your movie, and it wouldn't mm-hmm. make a difference at all, except it might make it a little, dare I say, better. <laughs> no, I, I also remember, I, I don't know if we mentioned this, but like Maddie's parents, they were just like, oh, I didn't know that popular kids could have bad days too. You're an adult. Yeah. You should know that no matter who, like, it, like, they're people. <sighs> yeah, they're like, oh, I didn't know that popular kids like her could feel that way, too. And then I remember the dad was saying, like, oh, maybe she's not that popular. <laughs> and, then Maddie, and, then, and then Maddie hears that, and she's like, what the heck? Because she's literally <laughs> sitting across from them. It doesn't make any sense to me. I was like, what has happened? I yeah. just feel like he, the Fine Brothers took everything from teen movies that they'd seen from the 80s or over-the-top teen movies and put that into this. And it's so not, inauthentic. It's so inauthentic. And it comes off as so over-the-top. And the message that they were trying to send is very cloudy. Yeah. Because at the end, I wasn't sure what I was left with in terms of what they were trying to say. Like, I didn't take away anything from this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know if prom is maybe, like, a bigger deal in the States. I, I feel like it, it is, is. But still. Also, because it's, like, for us, we never had, like, prom queen or king or anything. Like, it wasn't oh, a No, it wasn't a popularity contest. It was just, like, an event for people to have fun. It was just a party. Yeah. It was, like, a fancy like school a banquet. dance. Yeah. It was yeah. just, like, a banquet, really. It was a school so, like, dance with food. <laughs> yeah. Really. Was the like food a glorified good. school dance. It was okay. Yeah, like, it was fun. It was, like, an, it was a night out you get to dress up, and but, like, it's not a big deal, you know? Yeah, yeah. we, I don't know if anybody that I know has ever had prom king or queen. Like, I don't think it's a thing in Canada. Yeah. I mean, let us know if we're wrong, but, like, yeah. for us at least and for people that we've talked to, like, there's no popularity contest. There's no king and queen. It's just you go to prom if you want. If you don't, you stay home. You have fun. There, I know there was an after party. Beatrice and I just went to McDonald's the next day, like... You do what you want, dude. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And they made it into something so much more than it was. Right, because the thing about prom is you get to have that one last party before everyone like goes off and does their own thing and everyone goes into the world. So like you should spend it doing what you want to do. Like yeah. you said, with the people that you want to hang out with. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The fact that they put so much pressure on prom 
kind of in itself makes it not fun because you're so pressured to have fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So we got some reviews. Before we get into what we think, let's see what the people of IMDb, of Letterboxd, people of the internet think. Let's do IMDb first. Okay. The first review I have here is by IMDb user Southpaw-95231. They gave it a 1 out of 10 stars, and their tagline is, I watched the first five minutes and almost threw up. <laughs> Same. <laughs> this movie serves as a perfect learning lesson for the Fine Brothers. Having a YouTube channel does not make you a legitimate filmmaker. The worst dialogue I have ever witnessed. It was like they rehearsed once before filming, got one or two takes, and moved on from there. I don't understand how they ended up with such an amateur performance for their final cut. I feel sorry for the poor editor who had to put this together on premiere or final cut. This movie should be used as kindling for fires and nothing else. Good day. (laughs) Beautiful. That's true. Beautiful. Beatrice, do you want to read our next review? I would love to. Um, Okay, so this is from uh, IWill-76204. It's titled, I would rather be murdered than watch this trash (laughs) fire again. This is by far the worst film I've ever watched, and I've watched most of their Transformer films. <laughs> it is like someone ate nails and what out this film. What? And what? It is like it is like if someone ate nails and what out this film. I, I don't know what they intended. Okay. It tries to pander to teens by insulting them. I want nothing but to erase this film from my memory. Same. Me too, buddy. It's not even, like, so bad it's good. It just gives you a migraine. (laughs) The rapey vibes this film goes off while reaffirming all the worst high school stereotypes. It's a sickening mix of radiation, poisoning, and depression. I need an ambient prescription to be able to sleep now. Don't watch this film. Yikes! Yeah! I mean, true, but yikes! (laughs) The next review I have is by user David Vieira 41167 who also gave it a 1 out of 10 stars. He says, worst YouTube movie ever. What the heck did I just watch? I had never seen a YouTube movie with such a bad, horrible voice acting, terrible life lesson morals, tedious attempts at trying to even have humor, like really I don't even know the plot of this movie that much due to it being so absolutely random, like what even is this? I freaking hate it. The other YouTube movies failed like Smosh or Fred, but at least they failed at something that's too hard for them to make or edit. It's a shame a movie like this. It's like the workers on this film has an inability to even know what a film is supposed to be about. Like I could stare at a blank wall and at least that's more interesting than watching whatever I just saw. Like the YouTubers just stop at making these movies because they don't even have the skill and experience to even create something like this in the first place. That is one sentence. Oh my god. That is the most savage sentence I've ever heard in my life. (laughs) We have one last review for you. So, this was from... I don't know how to read that. Uh, It looks like... Okay, okay, I know what it is. It's The username is Live Laugh Music, but the the L's in Live and Laugh are replaced by I's. (laughs) That's so confusing. Yeah, Uh, this was also a 1 out of 10 stars. Total waste of your time. Uh, Worst movie I've watched ever... I totally love teen drama movies. This movie, wow. I couldn't even finish it. I tried so hard, but it was actually painful, cheesy, over the top, not funny at all. This movie has no redeemable qualities. That's true, though. Agreed. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Now we have three letterboxed reviews, all short and sweet. The first is from Christine, who gave it one out of five stars. And Christine writes, I love wasting my time. (laughs) 
The second review is by Lana, who gave it half a star. And Lana says, This was trending on Netflix, and I was bored. I've gained nothing and lost everything. <laughs> it's like that Thanos meme. <laughs> did you watch Half the Prom? Yes. What did it cost? Everything. everything. <laughs> and the last review is by George. By George, he gave it <laughs> one star out of five. And George says, this is a film that I watch. Don't ask why, because I don't want to talk about it. Thanks, George. Thanks, Lana. And thank you, Christine. And those are all the reviews that we have online. Let's get into our reviews on the Goldblum scale. Because uh, a little bit of a fun fact for you. Overall, uh, IMDb gave this movie a 4.3 out of 10. But uh, Rotten Tomatoes, there's just no, no, no score. score. No audience score and no critic score. It's just not nothing. There. And if you're new to Bad Movie Sunday, we rate things on our Goldblum scale, of course, named after Jeff Goldblum. And it's a scale of bad movies. So one would be, couldn't even finish it, and ten would be, you know, it's not that bad. So what would you guys give it on the scale? Zero. Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna agree with you there. You can't even give a Goldblum. Yeah. Same. Jeff deserves better. It's a zero. Yeah. Three zeros. Triple O. Uh, yikes. That's a hat trick, folks. I've only ever seen one hat trick in my life, and really? it was uh, the peak of my existence. I was so excited. Really? Yeah. It's one of the Olympics or something. I was so excited. Because I've only ever seen hat tricks like in like like uh, Mario and Sonic. <laughs> <laughs> what? Did you ever have the weekend? I feel like I don't know what you guys are talking about. A hat trick in hockey and other sports is when one player gets three goals, and then people start throwing their hats into the... It's so exciting. People throw their hats I into just thought of, yeah. like, a magician pulling a out of a hat. And I was like, I feel like I'm really uncultured. But, but what is this Mario and Sonic thing? Oh, my God. I had the best video game in existence. It was the Wii game Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. Oh, my God. I played that game with you. <laughs> what? I played that with you before. Didn't we play, like, the whole, like, ski jump thing? Yeah. yeah. The, oh, oh, my God. God. That, that sounds amazing. amazing. And I think there was a hockey one where, like, if you got, like, three goals or whatever it is. You That's know, a hat trick, baby. People would, like, throw their, all the, like, the fake people in the stands <laughs> and throw their hats up. And I was so excited. And that happened for real in one of the Olympics. And I was like, it's the thing from Mario. Yes. <laughs> you know what? Now that they're making a Sonic movie, oh they should make a Mario and Sonic at the Olympics movie. <laughs> Whoa. I'm yes. sure. Was it just winter or summer too? Oh, I don't remember. Hmm. I definitely had the summer ones, but I think there was a winter version, You know what? Too. No, I think we had the... I, at least I had. Maybe you had the winter and I had the summer? I don't know. <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> we played both. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. But yeah, sequel idea. Yeah. At the Olympics. That's <laughs> what I should call it. I meant to Sonic. <laughs> but sure, at the Olympics would <laughs> no, be fun when too. you were saying that they should make like a movie out of it, it's like... <laughs> well, can't be any worse than this one. Yeah. <laughs> And that's our show. Man, this is such a bummer to watch. I was about to say, this was a roller coaster. And I'm like, no, it wasn't, because at least roller coasters have ups. (laughs) (laughs) If you guys have seen this movie, oh, I hope not. Or if you have other movies that you want to recommend to us, hopefully that are better than this one, you can always email us at badmoviesundaypodcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, find us on Twitter and Letterboxd, who are at, on both of those, we're at BMS Podcast. Thank you so much, Beatrice, for coming back on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Is there anything you want to promote? Listen to all of the Bad Movie Sunday podcast Aww. episodes. Aww. They're so good. 
did with my friends from high school. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> so nice. But yeah, just listen to the other podcasts and let us know what you think. Yeah. If you like Beatrice, she's also on the B-movie episode. I am. <laughs> and I might be on other upcoming podcast uh-huh. episodes. Ooh, who knows? May or may not be. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Beatrice. And thanks, everyone, who listened. And we'll see you next, next. Well, we won't see you. But you'll hear us next, next week. <laughs>